All right. Hey, uh, well, welcome everybody to the ground beneath grace. Ground beneath grace. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Thomas. And joining me tonight is who's here? Nobody. <laughs> okay, say your name. Give me the finger, Contributor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember I'm the one along for the ride, so I let you do the official co-host one first. And then I say, I'm Paul Drew and I'm along for the ride. Okay, you, you do your part now. But you already did yours, so. No, no, I'm you go ahead and do it now. And I'm Joey Walter. And I'm Paul Drew and I'm along for the ride. See how that works out? It's great. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, boy. Well, you know, some of us are here and some of us are there. So, oh, listen to that. Had a little bit of music going on. Well, um, tonight, uh, we have so joey sent out a list of things that he is learning during this covid stay in place stay home stay safe uh paul this i'm is, not yeah this is paul's idea this is his baby oh paul. i'm not still under i just threw. i was told that this week i have to do i had to decide on some content so the tips to surviving the pandemic and stories that you have already survived something like that yeah yeah, and so, I appreciate um, Joe that. actually outlined and prepared something this week, but Joe, it has to be longer than five seconds each. You can't just say the words. <laughs> you got to bring something more, man. <laughs> it's like that, huh? Yes. <laughs> oh, man, let's just go there, can I we? Self-censor. <laughs> Self-censor. <laughs> I should probably learn that one. <laughs> you know, it's okay. If it goes too long, I will edit it out. So I, I clipped a big part of my uh, talk from last week. So um, I just thought, how did they let me drone on and on and on? So uh, I clipped that down. But uh, definitely, Joey, I appreciate um, all of the insights you give, uh, especially if it's longer than five seconds. So good call. I'm glad you do. Apparently someone else does it. But anyway, <laughs> not. I said you had to do it more. Don't point at me. Casey's not in the room. That's what it is. You need to let her know. <laughs> let her know what? <laughs> that you would like to speak more often in your marriage. <laughs> that's a yeah. whole nother conversation. That, that's a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That is Joey under the ground uh, beneath the foot of his <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah, right. Not named Grace. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's going to get you in trouble. So not me. That's going to get you in trouble. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're, we are trying to survive this pandemic and each one of us at our home, uh, we're getting to do this over zoom. It's live right now, but uh, by the time, of course, anybody's listening to it, it will be um, finished recording. And uh, so, yeah, Paul was uh, asking about thoughts of what we're doing to survive this pandemic. And so, uh, five fun tips, stories about surviving the pandemic. And uh, I see that if yours is a book, well, because I had mentioned about reading a book, but uh, yep. I was going to I was going to talk about The Giving Tree. Great book. Um, Shel Silverstone uh, wrote that book. He also wrote for other magazines in his past. But um, I thought, you know what? I'll put that on hold. I think that'll be a different one. So. Uh, Joey, Joey outlined with the five R's. So I thought, why don't we just, we could go, you know, each one of us describe what our five R's are, are, are. And, uh, Joey put on here, uh, my five R's are these, uh, retreat. How do we get away? Uh, read. What have you been reading in this time? Uh, recess. You know, what, what are you doing for that? Uh, that's kind of the escape, I guess, or activity. And uh, what are you realizing right now? And then last, rest. What is that? What does that look like? And I thought that was great. So, you know, let's let's talk about that. Paulie, do you want to go first? <laughs> Wait, no, this is kind of on you. This is your stuff that we've kind of done here. So I want you to go over uh, what Jonathan just said about your five R's, right? Okay. So retreat. During this time of being stuck in a house with a lot of people, <laughs> how do we retreat? Right. Um, for me, 
one of the things we've done at night is uh, kind of with the recess as well, but we go for walks like after kiddos are in bed. Uh, we may walk around the block or um, like yesterday we drove to Spokane. Uh, just going for a long drive is good. We didn't, um, we took all precautions. We didn't, um, for the most part, we stayed in the car. But just a drive, I think, is good. You know, a good drive up the river is uh, is one way to get away. Um, not necessarily going to a Walmart or Target or something like that, I guess, unless you just absolutely need to. But for us, it's, um, I enjoy the drive. You know, there, there one point during this quarantine, I don't think I had been in a car for three weeks. Oh, wow. boy. Wow. That's something. Yeah, I do. So, I'm, I do have to clarify, though. I'm just you said uh, in the first part of that, that you'd put the kids to bed, you know, then you take a walk around the block or something like that. And then you said, you know, then like last night you went to Spokane. Did you put the kids to bed and then drive to Spokane? Then go that to Spokane. <laughs> That's yeah. a great retreat. Good sleepers. That is a just, great one. Know, just leave fireworks lying around and. and... <laughs> Maybe some empty matchbox. They need some. They need some entertainment too. Okay. You know, right. Retreat. You shouldn't take that away from them just because you're retreating. They can't watch TV all day. I mean, they got to have a little. Fun. <laughs> yeah. you know, no, they they a little spark in their life. They actually did really well. Actually, they um, there was no um, no issues whatsoever. They enjoyed it. So great, great. Uh, yeah, that's just some ideas. I mean, I think even just to drive drive around town i mean there's i don't know if y'all have been out lately but there's been a lot of traffic uh i think yes. people have some ideas where they're out driving around as well so it's that's a, my idea yeah one of the ways that joe when you talk about about retreat as i was thinking about when you set this out was uh how do i just retreat from it being all-consuming crisis right and so sometimes things come up in family discussion and i just say oh Nope. We're not going to talk about that. That's connected to the pandemic and all the stress there anyway. Yeah. If you want to read that, you read it to yourself. You don't read it out loud. You don't share about it. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of dealing with it. I need some space. So even in that sense, just putting the mute button on any talk about pandemic and anything else is, is provided a good retreat. Because what happens, right? You're sitting there vegging, watching a show and a movie, and, you know, we're all have another electronic device oh and listen to this article about what the governor said or whatever else I'm just kind of like no we got boundaries here in paul's retreat because i'll be glad to retreat downstairs as well which is my retreat i do committee meetings and i do podcasts downstairs <laughs> on Zoom. oh boy it works out that way yeah oh boy. <laughs> well that's that's an interesting point you know because retreat you know we kind of see it as a falling back or, or going backwards, you know, let, retreat, run away, run away. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's a good point that you bring up, Paul. I'm trying to think to myself, it, it's not really a recreation. Um, I see the recess is one of the R's here that you have, uh, Joey, but, um, to retreat. Yeah. I found myself retreating. I mean, I, I literally, um, <laughs> We had some Legos that were donated uh, to a project that we had. And so we washed those Legos. And I'm not joking. There were there were maybe 30 pounds of Legos um, all stacked up into these bins. And we washed them all. And I separated them all by color. <laughs> one by one. My wife said, why are you doing that? I'm like, I just need something simple with colors to focus on. And it's just, I have no reason. I had no reason to do it. That was my retreat. I just wanted to focus on something very simple and, and not get caught up in a bunch of stuff. And it was just one brick at a time. Uh, that's bad. When you talk it? about that, I, I wonder <laughs> about the grand question of, um, that everybody has, but how do you eat M&Ms? Do you divide yeah. them all into one color at one time and then eat all the yellow, green, blue? No. No, no, I just nope. throw them in my mouth. Yeah, there's there's no... That's just haphazard at that point in time. That's that's living in a manner that I don't think is healthy to make through a pandemic. <laughs> that's chaos and disorder and not, not approvable. Chaos and disorder. It probably is. Yeah. It probably OCD is. is a disorder. 
Um, how do you do it, Joe? How do you eat M and M's? I mean, do I look picky? I mean, come on. <laughs> but still, there's an order to things. Are you telling no. me that you put your M and M's in a specific color code before you eat no, them? No, this is my rule for M and M's. My oh. rule for M and M's is that you cannot eat the same color uh, consecutively. Oh boy! Like first off, that you just said there are a rule with eating M and M's. Yes. <laughs> Your legalistic I once, ways. I once told I once told Joe that he needed to slow down. He wouldn't slow down eating M and M's. I said, "Okay, but what you have to do before you eat the M and M, you have to put them in alphabetical order." <laughs> and he goes, "Does M come before W? W before M?" It was great. Kept him busy for hours. I have a friend that I'm gonna ignore that. Uh, no, you're not. Oh, it's gonna eat you up all night. I have a friend that, uh, when she eats his Snickers, she eats it by layer, and so like goes around and eats all the chocolate. Really? Then goes around and eats all the nougat. Yeah. That's just a gummy, chewy, spitty mess, though, dude. <clears throat> now, do, yeah. do okay with. With ho-hos, did y'all unroll them first, lick off the middle, and then try to peel off the chocolate outside? Jonathan, Joey's saying he doesn't. Do you? What do you how do you eat ho-hos? Oh, man. I'm trying to think of the last time I had a ho-ho. I'm sorry. I'm, oh, I'm, dis- feel bad. I'm, I'm distracted here. I touched, uh, I'm sitting here at the space where the PS4 is, and I pushed a button. It turned on, and now I don't know what it's doing. So um, <laughs> I don't know how to turn it off. There's literally no buttons in the front here. I'm just pushing something okay as you work on that joe how do you eat reese's pieces um there's three colors to reese's pieces how could you eat them any different way no that's what this is each candy has its own thing no how do you eat them joe all the can't look the 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 colors it's the same flavor it doesn't even taste different that's not the point are we on M and M's, Jonathan? We've moved on to Reese's Pieces now. I know, and there's only three color, three different colors, right? To the Reese's Pieces, there's a brown. Colors have nothing orange. to do with Reese's Pieces. Well, there's only one flavor. How do you? What is the difference? I am so lost. Here's the deal. So, so this on is the what outside, the has done to you. No, no, this is. This, we're not even to the quarantine yet, brother. Oh, okay. boy. This is just how you need to do things growing up. Okay. On the Reese's Pieces, right, if you're looking at it now from above, it's a circle, and on the outside is a very thick kind of shell that everything else sits in. You don't sit there and poke out the inside to see if you can do it without breaking that ring of chocolate on the outside? Okay, wait a minute. You said Reese's Pieces. A Reese's peanut you're butter right. cup? Peanut butter cup. I'm, I apologize. You're oh right. my you're gosh. Right. See, there's where you cup. had me. This is this why I was so no, confused. That's, that's on me. You're right. You're no, right. no, literally I bite them in half. I shove them as much and as fast in my mouth as I possibly can. And as many Lord, as I I'm can. I'm a bunch of heathens. I'm, I'm doing a podcast with heathens. How, why would you try to poke the middle out? That's like getting your finger where it should be in your mouth. That's where I don't understand. Oh, Did you start out having disgusting fingers when you eat your candy your hands aren't clean when you want when you eat no i just i have this thing where i don't like my hands all sticky and covered with a bunch of stuff so i literally i pull the paper and i hold it with the paper and i just go and i just jump the whole thing right in my mouth i don't even touch the peanut butter cup how do you guys feel about cheese powdered snacks i am not a big fan of them because it gets cheese all over your fingers thank you Joe, uh, again, I'm going with a not picky eater. I don't know how we got off on this topic. Uh, you, you told me to pick the content issues, and I told you I shouldn't do this tonight. I just got out of a committee meeting. I'm really tired, and here we are. One of my, one of my new R's is regret. <laughs> regret. <laughs> That's excellent. I think when we said recess, we weren't talking about recess peanut butter cups. We were talking about like you interpret uh, it how you want. Okay. Recess to the abscess. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. All right. Next one is, is what, Joey? This is your R. The deal is, I, I I guess I'm I'm broken in some ways because I don't eat my candy in a specific order. So there we go. I'm just I'm used to it. Whatever. Apparently, we're dead on the inside. 
<laughs> See, we found a lot of last week we discovered I was, and now it's you too. Like oh, no sense man. of order in your life at all. Retreat. All right, Joey, what's the next one? You brought this up. The R's. <laughs> all I can hear is the PS4 button. I, I know. I, I'm it's still like, trying to figure out how to turn it off. It's glowing blue. I need help. I think you just hold the button down and it goes up. There's no buttons here. There's literally, I don't see anything. I wish I was what smarter. Of, what kind of PS4 do you I mean, anyway. Um, okay, the second one of on my list anyway is read, whether it's uh, the Bible or something non-work related, something recreational. I'm not a big recreational uh, reader unlike everyone else uh, in my household. But um, anyway, I think that's something that you can uh, reflect on. I was going to say reflect as well, but like reflect on the Bible. I think it's a good, this is a good time for that. Um, various passages, but just uh, kind of reflecting on uh, God's word. I think it's a really good time to do that as well. I've been trying to do that more. Uh, carve out a few minutes in between meetings instead of going to the refrigerator. That could be another R, refrigerator. Um, and we can put those two together. Exactly. Taking a few minutes and uh, and reading the Bible, I think, is, is a good thing to do as well. Nice. Nice. Uh, I, in the last three or four years, have actually tried to figure out, Joey, what you were talking about about reading it for uh, not work just for enjoyment yeah and that's actually been a hard discipline for me to learn mm -hmm. but since i've uh, was re was retired um i've had a little bit more time i've been trying to do that more and uh you know what it is it's when i read uh to learn for work and stuff like that i'm still measuring it up in my head and making outlines seeing how it will apply and and everything else so it feels like i'm doing something and it is hard for me to slow down to enjoy a novel, to enjoy somebody else's story that's in front of me. So I like what you said there. I was thinking about that when you sent these out um, earlier. It's kind of like, yeah, I've, I have had to take the opportunity to slow down to actually read something good for my mind. Mm -hmm. Whether it's scripture or not, it's a good place for my mind to go because I have an active mind and it goes all over the place. So, yeah, that's a good one. Good. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> you're right, Paul. If if your job is about you know you're reading, you're finding information, especially scripture as a pastor, and you're preparing sermons all the time, and all of a sudden you start creating outlines or how does this connect? And and really, um, you know, you're just like God maybe just wants you to just shut up. <laughs> I just want you to just <laughs> shut up and not say anything, just listen to what it is that I have to say. Um, and that it's hard to turn my mind off because I'm like, well, I'm supposed to say something and, and God is just, you know, saying, no, just shut up. <laughs> I'm certain that's what he's saying, um, <laughs> you know, to me, but, but, uh, trying to slow down and then allow that just to impress itself upon me. I, um, as I was thinking about reading and Joey, your, your notes here, I thought, you know, what, what's something that I've read recently that has really kind of held on to me or, or, or captured me in this moment, um, especially in this quarantine time. And uh, I'm not sure about you, but uh, on occasion I will read from The Message, which is the version that Eugene Peterson had uh, translated uh, with some folks. And in Psalm 119, you know, I was just looking at this and I, I love how uh, Eugene Peterson, you know, renders this, this, he says, you're blessed. When you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God, you're blessed when you follow his directions, doing your best to find him. That's right. You don't go off on your own. You walk straight along the road he set. You, God, prescribe the right way to live. Now you expect us to live it. Oh, that my steps might be steady, keeping the course that you set. Then I'd never have any regrets in comparing my life with your counsel. I thank you for speaking straight from your heart. I learned the pattern of your righteous ways. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Don't ever walk off and leave me. But that's it. It's just like, I'm just going to do what you're telling me to do. <laughs> but in order to do that, I got to listen and shut up. 
<laughs> just listen and do it. When we have this stuff, I'm wondering if you guys have um, authors that kind of put you in a good space that kind of challenge you or, um, and we're talking about even, even using reading as an escape a little bit because we have all this time, but maybe an author that has encouraged you, um, taking you to a different place mentally or emotionally a little bit more, um, that would be a good, good one that you would be attracted to say, I have a whole mess of time set aside for some reading what uh, who should i read um i like honestly i like reading nonfiction, and so I, i'm not a big fiction reader um so that you know those are obviously different authors in terms of what they're trying to i guess say or or maybe feelings they give you. So I'm, you know, I'm more willing to read like a biography or something like that. Mm -hmm. Fiction. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I got a few years ago, I got, um, I received, and I didn't got, I received a book um, from my sister called Davidus Harp by uh, Kaim Potok. And uh, I had remembered that we had actually read some of his as, as a family when I was growing up. And just partway through the book, I was just like, like his writing makes me go to a better place. It's just more enjoyable. It's not, I, I uh, because of his style of writing and his topics and things like that, I can just kind of go for a ride instead mm -hmm. of going, oh, I know where this is going to go, or I know where that's going to go, or, or whatever else. So that's, uh, that's one of the top ones for me right now when I know I'm going to have a bunch of time um, to go find some Kaim Potok. Jonathan, who do you have? Yeah, I... Um... I'm taking a look here at my incredible bookshelf. And uh, for me, I think on a, a personal like life uh, level, um, Brennan Manning has been one of my favorite authors. And the way that he writes, I just get it captures me. Uh, it really sets um, my bearings straight. <laughs> what I think is important, what is not important. Sure. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, but I do. I do like a, a fiction on occasion. I mean, I've I've read most of all the John Grisham lawyer novels. I love that mystery and suspense and um, some of uh, old school Michael uh, Crichton <clears throat> guy who wrote Jurassic Park. Uh, mm -hmm. Great book. I love introducing my kids to some of those. Um, you know, t I'm taking a look here, but I think for the most part, Joey, probably I'm I'm in your camp. I'm reading more and more of what is uh, maybe nonfiction stuff versus fiction yeah i just casey wrote um harlan corbin coven 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 and michael connelly oh yeah he said michael connelly wrote um the bosch guy that's on like uh, amazon prime oh yeah, yeah yeah lincoln lawyer and stuff like that okay yeah yeah, I, li I like that Bosch guy, uh, the TV show. Uh, I think we've only got into like season two, but I like it so far. Um, yeah, uh, I did. I did read a lot of John Grisham back in the nineties. Um, the Firm was was really was one of my favorite ones. Honestly, one of my favorite books um, was by uh, Sebastian Younger, and. Um, he did uh, uh, the perfect storm where they made that movie yeah, out of right. uh really liked it he had another one that i read i can't remember what it was um mark bowden uh really like you know, he wrote a really good he wrote black hawk down i believe okay he yeah. wrote uh killing pablo about pablo escobar mm -hmm. stuff like for some reason like heavy crime stuff like that just fascinates me i don't know why I uh, used to read a lot of mafia books and stuff like that too. Um, there's a guy, um, Dave Grossman, who is like a big military writer. He is, uh, he's written a lot of books. Like um, one of his, his, probably his most famous book is, can y'all hear that? Is that too loud? You can't hear it? There, is it too there, loud? There was something, but then it, it went away. So. Okay. Not, not sure what it is. Um, anyway, he wrote um, Dave is 
uh, Colonel Dave Grossman, uh, he, he used to live in Jonesboro and he wrote a, um, he's wrote, written several books on basically like military and combat. He wrote one that was on like school shootings and how he attributes that to uh, video games and stuff. So anyway, those are just some of the authors I like. Again, it's for me, it's mainly nonfiction type things. That was very topical and it gets you out of the headspace and that you might be in and and out of the doldrums or for me it's so much like my screen time has amped up so much during this time and part of it is because um because i'm doing zoom meetings and conference meetings all the time and i'm staring at a screen but then when i get when i get distracted by what the rest of the uh, family is watching on tv you know i play games on my ipad <laughs> and stare at facebook while the other screen is going and, and so at least it forces me uh to to stop staring at the screen and all the blue lights and flickering and everything else like that and get into a little bit better space and, and challenge myself and in that way it, it becomes just like uh, one of the other hours of, of retreat um it's nice you got to get get away even if it's getting away in your head so i think reading can be the exact same thing for us so joey what's your next r we've had retreat read and Recess. Recess. The only one I ever got an A in. That's my class. <laughs> it wasn't even a subject. <laughs> Recess and lunch. <laughs> exactly. Favorites. Uh, nap time. Nap time. Yeah, for me, um, you know, like I said, we were we would walk around uh, at night, um, walk around the block, down the street. We've done a lot of. Just go sit out on the front porch. Um, we've played some badminton, a little bit of volleyball. Uh, I think any type of uh, yoga, any type of, I've done, you know, weightlifting and stuff like that. Just some sort of exercise. It makes me, it makes me feel better. Um, I think to get your heart rate up and, you know, generally when I'm doing some form of exercise, I'm not thinking about anything else. Mm. And so, it's one of the reasons why I miss going to the gym and why I miss um, not being able to play softball because those are really good retreats for me as well. But it's also a recess. Just getting out, even if it's, it doesn't have to be anything organized, just getting out and kind of getting your heart rate up. Yeah, that's good. Jonathan, what, what do you do for uh, your exercise and, re and recess time? Yeah, so um, I pulled my bike out and started riding uh, to work. It's great because I live up on Kentucky um, in East Wenatchee. And if you're going to the Pibus Market area or anywhere downtown, it's mostly downhill from my home to the market, which is great. But then I realized I had to go back home and it's not downhill <laughs> from there. So I was like, oh, boy. This is going to be fun. So it, it has been fun. Truthfully, it's um, not as bad as I thought that it was going to be on the first day. Um, if you take a lot of side roads, you can go back and forth, sort of zigzag. You don't have to just go up Grant, which is straight up. Um, so that's been fun. And also, uh, since the uh, order allowed for us to go fishing, I got my fishing license and pulled out the fishing poles and took my kids up fishing. And that's, that was a blast. We did that, uh, caught a couple little guys, but uh, do you guys fish? Have you ever done that? Do you enjoy doing that? Oh, we used to, used to a little bit, but I don't do it much anymore. Yeah. No. And so, I, uh, yeah. What's that? Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say about fishing. I've, uh, I've not really done any serious, uh, salmon fishing. I've tried to, but, uh, I've gone up to each year I've been here. I've gone up to, um, is it honey, honeycomb? No. What is it called? The beehive. Beehive. Beehive reservoir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really like it up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really, yeah. really quiet way up in the mountains. And yeah. And that, really that that's for me. That's really nice. And that's where we went, took the kids up there and, uh, caught a couple fish and, uh, you know, there, everybody was trying to get out. So there are a few more people than what we would have wanted. And there was a little bit of rain just the other day. And, um, but that for me, that's, that's, uh, the recess if I could get out in nature, um, 
took a walk up uh, with my daughter and, and son-in-law and my two younger kids, we went up to Twin Peaks, uh, where you go up number one canyon, I think it is, number number two, uh, by the rack area. You just take that canyon all the way up, and um, there's a back trail up there. And then you get to those mountains that look over all of Wenatchee and East Wenatchee, and it's just fantastic. But it's a, it's a pretty good hike, so it kicks your butt. It kicked our butt. <laughs> so um, for a 50-year-old guy... I, I'm not as bad as I think I am, but I'm not as good as I think I am. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but for me, it's pretty easy. It's, you know, it's usually bike riding. Um, and I was getting to the point where like anything under 20 miles was just, eh, I'm not even getting on the bike for that, you know, but then the allergies came along and uh, I'm back inside on my trainer. Uh, I discovered that I was tired of not being outside and I had extra time uh, this afternoon and I knew I had meetings coming up. So I just started walking, ended up walking for about eight miles. Oh boy. Eight <laughs> miles. I got back home. Yeah. I thought, uh, five, you know, five and a half. That's pretty good. And I uh, got to Mindy's work and went and looked at it cause they had to know cause my back started hurting pretty bad. <laughs> well, yeah. 7.6, 7.8. <laughs> what? It's horrible. Who would do that? But I had my earphones in the whole time listening to podcasts and some music, and uh, it was nice. I, I just felt physically and emotionally centered again, a little bit of exhausted, and I need to do that. And I'll, I'll ride on the trainer before bedtime tonight here, too, just to um, work out the rest of the stuff. But uh, I'm a highly kinesthetic person, so that is uh, what's helpful to me to get peace of mind and some calmness up in my body to be able to do that. You know, I was thinking we talked about retreat and recess and these things. And I also thought that, um, that, uh, I've been, I've been doing some other things. I started redoing furniture again. I found some, some cheap, uh, furniture to work on and to re remodel it, refurbish it a little bit. And, and yes, re, uh, establish my, my, uh, hobby fund. Uh, but Mindy will come out and do it with me a little bit. And every once in a while, her mom will come and do some extra work with me. And the combination of the exercise of that, just doing something different, something that's restorative, you know, it's a little bit of a mental challenge, but it's completely outside of work, completely outside of, you know, the stress of everything else. And you can kind of, so I think it's connected with my kinesthetic personality, but also, you know, here's something tangible that I can watch get done. You know, here it is. I've taken the seats off the chairs. I'm taking all the thing and I can look back on the day's work and go, I got that much accomplished. And when we're in a time like the pandemic and everything's kind of nebulous and weird around us and there's anything going to change, you say, yes, I just participated in this thing. That chair was this and now it's this. Um, So anything that like you and I, uh, Jonathan, live in a world of ministry that there's nothing ever done and if you get it done like a good sermon it's time to start over again to make right. a great sermon for next week too and so hobbies like um gardening I did that for a little while uh or you know building a deck or, or whatever else uh had a, an older wiser friend just tell me you know you gotta start doing that stuff so you can see that something is being done so i don't have you picked up on any of those throughout time yeah, you know, um, gardening last year, we planted a pumpkin patch uh, on about a 30 by 38 uh, piece of uh, land on an acre of land that we've we've got some uh, usage of. And, and man, I got to tell you, working that, getting it all prepped and ready to go, it, it seemed desolate when we first started. It had dilapidated and so worked really hard to get going. There were hornets, like these yellow jackets that would that would uh, zoom the ground and you're like, I'm going to step on one of these things. And there were no bees around and, you know, watching it kind Just of murder hornets. It, yeah. Well, not the murder hornets. No, not yet. <laughs> but uh, I do remember when we had blossoms come along on the pumpkins. And then it was just one day I got up there and the bees had found my, my blooms and I wanted to lay there. It was one of the most peaceful worshipful things that I had experienced because you do see that project. I wasn't even really in control. It was just, 
you know, something had happened, you know, I just planted it mm. and I was watering and it was growing as so much for that. So we're doing it again. I've been working on a garden, a pumpkin garden. We've also uh, extending it to create a salsa garden that is expanded oh, nice. off of that. So I've got some other folks who are coming along and helping with that. But that is right. I, this podcast is kind of that too. It's learning this technology. Um, again, this is the first week I don't have new equipment to <laughs> try out, but I'm still learning, uh, learning that, learning how to do uh, Zoom, learning how to do online uh, Facebook Live um, in new ways. And, and yeah, it's in some ways that is, um, it's good to see that something happened. And it's not just like you spoke to a bunch of folks and you walk away and wonder if anybody heard it's, you know, there's, there's this residual, you know, kind of feedback that comes along and out of the blue, someone will just say, man, thank you. That was just so important. Uh, thank you is not often something a pastor hears <laughs> very, <laughs> very often. Um, but uh, the gardening, yeah, that's, uh, it's fantastic. And hey, there's a space out there if you guys want to come along. I've got I've got room for hands to plant pumpkins and tomatoes and onions and peppers. So I'll be out there tomorrow morning like at, at six a.m. Yeah, just let me know when that when <laughs> that takes the form of salsa, and I'll be right over. Here. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I'm working on that. <laughs> Sometime right, in October. So had, that's that's fair. Whatever. Yeah. Is there a better month for salsa than October? It just thematically right. seems to be so right to me. All right. We have retreat, read, recess. Next one, Joe, is what? Um, realize or reflect. Uh, for me, realizing that this is a temporary situation, uh, reflect in that um, it's difficult. It's difficult for a lot of people. It's more difficult <laughs> for even more people, I think, but uh, just realizing it is a temporary situation and that in the future, we'll be able to look back and say, you know, Hey, I got through that. I can get through uh, a lot of different challenges and I've been through challenges before in my life. Um, but this is a temporary thing, even though it's gone on a lot longer than I think uh, most of us would, would want it to. It, uh, understandable why you know we want to be cautious with with people and um i think for me it's made me realize you know some of the things you take for granted some of the people you take for granted in terms of uh what an essential worker is hmm. you know someone yeah, right. who is i mean literally risking their own health uh, just to serve you food in a drive-through or uh food for takeout or so you can still get gas so you can still uh, go grocery shopping and, and mm -hmm. things like that and um you know when this first thing when this thing first started i you know that's one of the things I realized is, golly i mean is it going to be where we're going to be because you know you really didn't know what it was going to look like when businesses started shutting down i'm like what are the grocery stores going to look like are we going to be um able to to get to food is it how restrictive is it going to be so for me it's just realizing that all of this is temporary and that uh, a lot of a lot of people are really unsung heroes in terms of um, the jobs that they do and um, the services that they provide it's just made me realize how much i appreciate uh, those people and of course healthcare workers and emergency personnel and, and of course those as well but really the people that you, uh, that normally just don't get a lot of credit, um, and being, uh, being essential workers, I think has really been important for me to, to look back. And, and of course to realize, you know, this is, uh, you know, I miss baseball. I miss watching baseball on TV. Oh, I miss watching I mean, baseball. I'm not even a baseball fan and I'm missing it. <laughs> <laughs> Did watch a, an interesting, uh, cornhole tournament over the weekend that uh oh boy. yeah that people were people were um yeah in in their masks and everything and you can social right. distance with that though you can totally i had actually thought about setting up a thing um in my yard with one board on one side of the fence <laughs> and one board in the yard 
and just having it out there. You wear your gloves while we throw it back and forth. It's social distancing. You got to be 24 feet apart anyway. Yeah. Why not? Hey. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> realizations. Jonathan, are there any uh, yeah. realizations during this time? You know, kind of in the same thing. You, I realize um, that I take for granted the face-to-face relationships many times. You know, I just, uh, oh, I'm going to see you tomorrow. Well, that might not happen. And uh, for this, I'm realizing that when I have those moments together with people, it's just like I'm drinking in uh, kind of that presence, that that moment there. I just saw a friend that I haven't seen for some time just today. Uh, she was literally kind of on the other side of a gate and I was just thinking about her and uh, catching up on her story and you know she'd had some health concerns happen and you know I was removed from that so I was just really listening to um, her story and where she's been and what's been going on mm-hmm. um, and at the end I just I it was it was too I'm just like hey you know say say hello to your husband for me because you know, I can't do that and and you can and I just value um, more those moments, I think, than what I did. And I hope that I remember to continue to do that. I think, you know, I was, I think I try that. um, But definitely now I realize how important that face-to-face moment I have and not to take it for granted. That's good. I think for me, it's been a continual realization of kind of some self-discovery realizing that this stuff doesn't upset me as much as most people and I can live in flexibility a whole lot more than some other people that may or may not live in my house or be surrounded me uh, on a constant basis <laughs> that, um, you know, I mean, but not, it, I've just been reminded that not everybody's wired the same. Right. And when you hit a crisis, you know, it's a crisis for some people. And to me, it's more of a crisis uh, socially, social crisis than it is, uh, intensely personal at this point in time, but just be able to continue to reflect and uh, realize, yeah, everybody's wired just a little bit differently, and this stuff brings out uh, different parts of everybody's personality. And for me, it's, um, I mean, this is, it doesn't affect me in quite the same way as some of my friends who are filled with panic and hysteria. Um, but I also am realizing, you know, kind of what I am like under stress because there is a stress out there that's so unnamed, you know, uh, whether you have a pretty normalized life, like we tend to here, um, in my household, uh, or, or anything else, there's still just that unnamed stress. And so trying to watch, you know, myself and how I react to, people around me and uh disappointment with projects or whatever else is that is it yeah it's it's temporary but boy i'm learning something about myself right now right (laughs) and it usually includes the phrase jesus help me because i'm not doing well on my own um (laughs) yeah so yeah but i think it's valuable joy as you put down to realize for one of our you know, the fourth or the fifth uh, R's, five R's. Uh, it's okay to take some time to be contemplative about some things. And, hey, it's not going to be forever. We just don't know when it will end. <laughs> yeah. But it won't be forever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm naturally introverted. Um, and so it hasn't been – it hasn't been as difficult to me, but I, I have realized that I've – I do still miss interaction uh, with people. Um, you know, one of the things uh, at my work that I realized is that uh, one of the things I missed is that, you know, I could be hammering away, you know, emails or reports or whatever in my office, but I always had the opportunity to get up and walk around um, and see see other people uh, especially if there was something said, Hey, and just, you know, emails going back and forth, I'm just going to go talk to that person. And I, I don't have that opportunity now. Zoom, it's a lot different. Um, honestly, I think the Zoom meetings wear me out more. I think I'm more tired. Uh, let's lead into this next one. But for me, I think I'm more tired this way. I feel like I'm working more and maybe getting less accomplished mm-hmm. than when I was able to, to work, you know, in the normal sense. So, 
Yeah, why don't you let that lead into our final R there? Sure, the last one for me is rest. Um, you know, kind of realizing um, that every, you know, everybody is stressed. And so it, I think it makes the importance of rest more important. The importance of rest more important. That didn't make sense. Um, makes rest more important, whether it's, um, you know, seriously taking a break. Uh, what I found, what I found myself the first few weeks this happening when I had all of these Zoom meetings, you know, each day, um, I would go and grab something to eat and try to shove it in before the next meeting or and I just realized that that was not the best thing I need to have. I need to have a break. Uh, it's good for me, uh, especially with work. I get really involved in whatever tasks or multiple tasks that I'm trying to get accomplished and uh, still have to have that break. Need, need to have some sort of um, time set aside during the day, I think, for a rest to reflect on something, to take your mind off of everything that's uh, that's happening. Even if it's 30 minutes, I think that's important. Uh, if you can, if you're a nap person, I think that's important too. If you can take a, take a rest in between meetings or something and um, just kind of get your mind off things. All of these other things are with the five R's are, are kind of to get your mind off of, of all the negative things that are happening with the pandemic, but to, to be able to get some rest, uh, get your, get a good night's sleep every night. Uh, I think it's, I think it's really important to still have a schedule that you can uh, bless you by the way to uh, that. You can still keep where you're able to, to get rest and rejuvenated for the, for the next day. And, for me, it's really hard because the uh, the emails and stuff kind of bleed can be a seven day seven day thing, and so I've really tried to set aside you know Saturday and Sunday to not be work days, and that's that's helped me quite a bit as well. It's so hard, I think, in a time like this, though, to say um, I feel like I'm doing nothing anyway because I'm at home or just whatever else. What am I taking a rest from? Yeah. Right. You know, and and of course, which is a total um, farce. Yeah, you're working just as much, maybe even more, so much more. But you you know, you're not uh, putting on the daily stresses and the daily rigors of when to leave the house and you know what time to be to work. You want to be there early before everybody else, and then just whatever else. Uh, that it's easy to think, uh, what do I need to rest from? I'm not doing anything. Uh, but there is something about um, I'm an I am a napper when I get stressed, <laughs> and that's when I notice uh, one of the tells of how stressed I am is when I want to take seven naps a day, <laughs> and I used to feel bad about that. But with all sleep, whether that be you know overnight sleep or naps or whatever else, your brain actually resets, and so to give you permission, self permission to say, yeah, no, I need to take a little a little resty rest. Uh, here and it's okay and I'm going to get up and re-engage life in a little bit you know later stuff but I've done what I need to get rid of my stress which is a little nap in the middle of the day uh, if time allows for that but it's a challenge to think uh, I'm not doing anything so what do I rest from but here it is again stress that silent kind of killer uh, that's there so um, yeah right uh, Jonathan yeah. how do you rest you know it's <laughs> thinking about that I, I'm probably the worst at that last answer um being in a co-vocation you know i'm if i'm not doing one job i'm doing the other job and so you know my kids are like hey do you have today off well i might have today off from the market but i've got now to catch up on the things that i'm doing you know for for church um mm. it, it is interesting today mondays are typically my longest days and including the podcast and we kind of know that but you know, I start work at 7 a.m. in the morning. I end at 5. I come home. I eat dinner. I jump and, you know, get this stuff ready and, uh, you know, do Monday night here. Um, you know, again, it's the daytime thing. And then Tuesday night, you know, it's uh, Zoom Bible studies uh, that are happening now. Um, Wednesday night, I've got another live uh, thing that we do after after my work, you know, from 8 a.m. to 2. And then at, at uh 
you know, we had to change the time because uh, we had scheduled it at four and that I was still working. So uh, we moved it to seven now um, on Wednesdays. So I'm like getting sort of lost in this. You've got you know the garden in the morning. So I feel like I hear all these people saying, oh, man, I had, you know, no work and I had no job. I could just go home and learn how to weave baskets or I've I learned French. And so now I've also mastered the piano, violin and I'm working on the ukulele and I'm like, how, how do you have that, you know, time? I just don't. So for me, that rest, um, that's a personal thing. I, I'm talking to my counselor. I, you know, I, I feel guilty. Um, you know, you're being at home. Oh my gosh, why should I be resting? Because who else is resting? I think in the ministry side, um, uh, you know, we have support that comes from individuals and I think I'm, they're trusting me by supporting me. So I've got to be doing something that uh, qualifies that. And and taking a nap is not that. And yet I get to the points where on a Sunday afternoon, you know, Paul, I feel this is like, you just pour yourself out in whatever it is that you do for a sermon. And I tell you, I am exhausted uh, on a Sunday afternoon. It, It is more exhausting to preach a sermon than I think it is to run a, a marathon. (laughs) the end of the day you're just wiped out you just pour yourself out if you're doing that and so um i do find time where i take a nap but i've got to tell you i feel like i I should be spending that time with my kids doing something i personally have a hard time uh finding rest and i would preach it a million times over that this is absolutely something that you need to have in your life and I just suck at doing it for myself. Um, and I know that that's not healthy, which is why I'm in counseling. And so we're talking about those things. How do I do that? So I did take off last Thursday uh, from everything so that I could be with my daughter and um, her husband. Really, it was Thursday and Friday. Really just kind of just own those days. I did do some uh, work for the church on Saturday Um, but yeah, it was like, I'm going to have this time because they're not going to be here, you know, for long. They're, they're just here visiting and I wanted to have that time. But, uh, that was Thursday and Friday. They arrived on Sunday and pretty Mm -hmm. much my days were packed all the way full. And by the end I'd come home, I'd eat dinner and I'm like, I got to go to bed. I'm exhausted. I got to get up in the morning early. Um, so yeah, if I could, uh, find rest in a better rhythm now that'd be great but i'm i'm working on that just so you know so we'd be accountable but uh i don't want anybody from this pandemic to come back and say man i had such a great time doing nothing <laughs> i'm i might punch them in the face if that were a, I mean. you know you, you were talking about how um you know, some people, yeah, picked up the ukulele or learned French or something. But I think it's, I think it's okay to not do anything. You know, taking care of yourself. Um, you know, that may mean you don't do anything. That you may, um, you know, for me, uh, being an introvert, um, and I, you know, I'm the same way with. It's maybe not a, a full. Um, sermon or anything that I've given, but like when I would. Uh, if I lead a training or have a big meeting that I have to plan for and I'm kind of the facilitator or something, it, yeah, it wears me out being an introvert. I don't generally like being the focus of attention. And so, yeah, that wears me out. And generally just being an introvert where you're in meetings all the time and you have to be on before all of this happened, like Saturday would come. I don't want to do anything i mean like i'm sitting in a recliner like not talking nothing <laughs> just all day and so you know i think i think that's okay i think that's you know like you said people you shouldn't necessarily be uh, feel like you have to pick up a hobby or you have to pick up something new uh just surviving the pandemic i think is good enough yeah. i think it's good enough for everyone you don't necessarily have to turn this into an opportunity to necessarily improve yourself. There are things that you can do if you want to, but just getting by, I think for me is, is good enough. 
Well, I think you bring I think up. That's fair. I think it would yeah. be for most people. I, I, you know, yeah, survive it. it. it and it, and it if it comes, if it comes from somewhere else, you're like, uh, that, that, that's your issue. If you want to go build a deck, bro, I'll go build a deck, man. Right. I, so I can sit on it later around <laughs> the fire with you. That'd be awesome. But meanwhile, I'm going to sit over here because that's what I need. And psychologically and emotionally, I, I can't learn one more thing right now. You know, and I think that's healthy and good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the very thing that. It's why God, when he did everything that he did in the very beginning of all creation and that the very last day he rested and he tells us to do that. And I think, you know, we've we've pushed that aside uh, in our American Christian context. Uh, The Sabbath is not something that we're too familiar with. Um, I appreciate my seventh day Adventist friends who really just, you know, dive into this place of, of no work, uh, days. And, uh, I wish I knew that better. And I know I'm going to get a talking to by God to say, (laughs) say, Hey, I I really did mean for you to just take a break and, and rest because in that place you have a stillness and you can know God. So when I've done that right and well, um, I think it's, um, oh goodness. What's the book I've got it here. Um, uh, Cantala Mesa. He's the, he's the author, um, of several books. I think it's a book called the Holy Spirit come. And, uh, he's the guy who preaches to the Pope. So in the Catholic church system, and there's a, um, this, this, uh, song that he writes a book about the Holy Spirit. Um, I remember reading in my busyness and just kind of going through. And at one point he really just pours out this place of this calm rest of allowing God's Holy Spirit to just come fill you up. And, mm-hmm. and in your absolute nothingness is where then God allows, you know, his Holy Spirit to come shape you and form you. And I just remembered, I was like, it hit me so hard. If I could just get that stillness, if I could just get that emptiness. And I, you know, what I did after that is I laid down and took a nap, you know, but it was really kind of in, it was in tears. It was just like, I need this place. Cause God, this is where I, I need the rest for your Holy Spirit to, to fill me up. And you can do that while I'm sleeping. Not in my doing. Yeah, I had you know. a- Right. I had a spiritual director that would start out retreats by telling us when we did group stuff that that sleeping with Jesus is not immoral. <laughs> uh, and it was just a reminder that yeah. before we start this retreat, you know, you need to go recover before we start the retreat of the work of the weekend. Of right. Retreating. And I always appreciated her words. Uh, you know, sleeping with Jesus is not immoral, but it's yeah. actually a healthy and a good thing to go find that. So I, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, let me, can I recap just uh, yeah. the five R's of surviving the pandemic or retreat, which is just getting away, uh, getting outside your normal uh, rhythm and your normal situation. Read, whether it's the Bible or something else that causes you to be inspired um, for us. A lot of it is the Bible and uh, remembering special stories or uh, holding some meditation time on the scripture that's there. Have a recess, go outside, go exercise, whatever that might be for you. Uh, get those endorphins going, have a little break uh, physically as well. Realize and it's okay to slow down and realize this is temporary, but realize the uh, beauty of the things that are around you. And then finally, just rest. It's okay. You feel like maybe you're doing nothing and the life is uh, out of control or whatever else, but you need rest from that too. And then when we rest, we admit that God's still in control, right. that we don't have to figure everything out, that we don't have to control everything, um, and that we put it back in his hands and we just say, I can rest because I know the creator of the universe. I know the Holy Spirit that guides and directs us. And the salvation of the world that is upon us is Jesus, and he's my friend. So I think these are brilliant. So that's just a reminder, retreat, read, recess, realize, and rest. Good job, Joey. Thanks for uh, giving us that list, Uh, Paul. Brilliant. Thank you for giving us a topic to speak about tonight. And uh, so everybody, this is the ground beneath grace, and this is what we do. We're just uh, three guys. just spending time together. We know that we're having these conversations, but we also know uh, there are a lot of people having these conversations and uh, the things when we get together and are able to share like this, 
Uh, they're good reminders. We're not alone, and we get an opportunity to learn some incredible things and uh, things to do uh, in this time. So thank you guys for taking time out tonight and encouraging me. Thanks, Jonathan, for having us. All right. Thank you, sir. And uh, we'll right. talk to you guys later.